0: chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4 begins with the Greek word metatauta And the first verse begins and ends with the same Greek words. And the words literally are from the Greek and it means after these things. So as we come to this phrase, after these things, our minds should flash back to chapter 1, 19. Where the book of Revelation was divided into three basic divisions. Write the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which will be after these things, metatauta. So obviously we are coming into the third section of the book of Revelation, after these things. After what things? Well, it seems to me that it would be quite apparent and obvious, but it would be after the things that he was just talking about. And the things that he was just talking about were the things of the church. So after things of the church, for we had in chapters two and three, the messages of Jesus to the seven churches of Asia, which as we pointed out, represent seven periods of church history. So After these things, the things of the church, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here, and I will show you things which must be after these things. Verse 1. I believe that when the church has completed its purpose upon the earth and has finished its witness, or as Paul describes, when the fullness of the Gentiles is come in, that the Lord is then going to catch away his church into heaven. And Paul said, behold, I show you a mystery. We are not going to all sleep, but we are all going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. The trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible. First Thessalonians four, sixteen and seventeen. And Paul said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord so I believe that the church is to be raptured and I believe that the point of the rapture in the book of Revelation is in here in chapter 4 1 now I believe that John was taken by the Spirit unto the day of the Lord and experienced through the Spirit the rapture of the church When the Lord had completed his messages to the churches, then the call to John was, come up here and I will show you things which must be after these things, after the things of the church. So as we then enter into the fourth chapter, we enter into the post-church era upon the earth. We will be coming back to the earth in chapter six, but it is the post-church era, when God now judges the world for its ungodliness and its unrighteousness and for its rejection of His Son, Jesus Christ. But the church with John here in chapter 4 caught up into heaven. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne. And in its sight, it was like unto an emerald. Verses 2 and 3. So the basic color that's emanating from the throne is green. Along with the sardine red, along with the jasper, which is a clear crystalline type of stone. With a purple hue. Now, Paul told us in Timothy that God dwells in light that is unapproachable by man. And here in heaven, even in our glorified bodies, we only see the radiance of the glory of God as it emanates from his throne like a brilliant light, the predominant color being green, the rainbow about the throne like an emerald, green in color, with the Sardis red color, and the jasper stone in brilliance in coloring and light. And round about the throne there were twenty-four lesser thrones, thronus in Greek, translated seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, twenty-four, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold, verse four. The 24 elders clothed in white raiment are representative of the church, according to most Bible scholars. These 24 elders are representative. The fact that they're in white robes and is the church is to be clothed in white robes. The righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to the church of Laodicea, To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. The 24 lesser thrones. Now we see the heavenly scene sitting in white robes upon their thrones. And out of the throne, that is the throne of God, there proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, again, it is important that we place in our mind the tabernacle that Moses built in the wilderness, because we are told in the book of Hebrews that the tabernacle was actually a model of heavenly things. If you want to know basically what heaven is going to look like, you can go back to the tabernacle and you can get an idea of what the throne of God is like in heaven. And there in the tabernacle, we remember, when the priest came into the holy place, on the left-hand side, there was the seven candlesticks coming out of the one base. And these seven golden candlesticks, we now know from the book of Revelation, are representative of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit there before the throne of God. The sevenfold work or the complete work of the Holy Spirit. And we remember that in the Holy of Holies, there was that Ark of the Covenant that Moses made covered with the gold lid, which was the mercy seat upon which there was carved these golden cherubim with their wings touching the corners of the holy of holies of the tabernacle and so as we go on in the reading of the description here of heaven we next come to these cherubim these angelic beings created by God who seem to be the highest order of angelic beings And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around about the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. And the first living creature was like a lion. And the second was like a calf. And the third had a face as a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Verses 6 and 7. Now, there are those Bible scholars that see in this the four phases of Christ, the four representations in the Gospels. The first, Matthew, represents Jesus as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Lion, of course, is known as the King of Beasts. The second, like a calf, as Mark presents Jesus as the suffering servant. The ox is considered the type, the top of the domesticated animals. The third, like a man, as Luke presents Jesus as the son of man, and man crowning the order of God's creation. And the fourth, likened as an eagle, as John presents Jesus as the son of the living God, and the eagle being the greatest of the flying fowl. These cherubim were first mentioned in the book of Genesis. When God drove Adam out of the garden after his sin, he put the cherubim at the gate of the garden, lest man should return to the garden and eat of the tree of life and live forever in a sinful state. The cherubim are again mentioned in the book of Ezekiel, as in chapter 1 and in chapter 10. Ezekiel had a vision of the throne of God, which parallels the vision here. Of John in the book of Revelation as Ezekiel saw the cherubim each had the four faces so on each side a face and the faces of the ox and the lion and the man and the eagle in the vision that Ezekiel had and for background you probably should read Ezekiel 1 and 10 to find the parallel passages to John's vision here of the throne of God in heaven and it is Ezekiel that names these creatures as the cherubim. Now from the book of Ezekiel, also we know in the 28th chapter, that we that, that was the position that was once occupied by Satan. That the Lord speaks of him declaring that he was one of the anointed cherubs. So he had a place that was very close to God. For the cherubim are about the throne of God in their worship of God. And Ezekiel tells us that at one time Satan was one of these anointed cherub. Again, in a parallel passage, Isaiah 6, Isaiah also saw the throne of God. And when he got the vision of the throne of God, he said, woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. Isaiah 6, 5. And he saw a seraphim, which is probably in the order of the cherubim. And cherubim is only the plural of a cherub. So you have heard of cherubs. So the plural of cherub is cherubim. As the plural of seraph is the seraphim. The I am is plural in the Hebrew. So he saw the seraphim who came to the altar of God with a live coal. And he touched his lips and said, now you are clean. But we find here in John's vision of them that each of them had six wings, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Hallelujah, verse 8. And so they are they are there around the throne of God, declaring, the holiness of the eternal God. And when these living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever, the eternal God, 24 elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created verses 9 through 11 and so here we see the first scene in heaven and this will probably be one of the first scenes that you will observe in heaven as John did the throne of God and the cherubim about the throne of God and the worship of God as he sits upon the throne and then the response to the declaration of the holiness of god made by the cherubim are the 24 elders responding saying you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power why well first of all because you have created all things not that you have allowed all things to evolve no no you created All things and not only that but it is for your pleasure that they are and were created here is a statement of fact that is important for us to accept I was created for God's pleasure you were created for God's pleasure that means that we were not created for our own pleasure. So I should not seek to please myself because then I am not answering the purpose of my existence. I should seek to please God. Then I am answering the purpose of my existence. But the interesting thing is when I live to please God, I find great pleasure within myself therein is happiness therein is satisfaction therein is the fulfillment when i live to please god and jesus said in matthew 10:39 if any man seeks to save his life he is going to lose it but if he loses his life for my sake you will find it. And to really find what living is all about, you have got to just live for his pleasure. Thus, you are answering the purpose of your existence, and so your life is fulfilling and rich. you have given us, Lord, you have given us heaven. And Father, you had John write it down in a book, what heaven may be like and what heaven is like. But Father, these words aren't aptly a description of what awaits us. Father God, let our vision see more clearly the path that you want us to walk in and father may we take upon our own lives that your pleasure is for us to follow you and father as we follow you our pleasure becomes your pleasure and father as we give our lives to you more fully the Father, we see the pleasure and the happiness and the fulfillment that following you, Jesus, gives to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life on the cross to wash away our sins so that we may see the heavenly scene one day and be with you forever in Jesus name we pray amen